Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And if it's your first time joining us, we are all over the internet finding lesser-known facts about some of the legends, big names, megastars, or what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and today I got with me my girl, He Young, in the studio. What's going on? Hey, TJ. I'm so excited <laughs> to be back. I'm glad you invited me back. Yes. And before we get cracking, I got a question that I want to ask you. So, as we always do on Pop Muse, sometimes I like to surprise my co-host with a joke, and let's see if you can figure it out. <laughs> so, He Young, okay. why couldn't the athlete sing her music? Because uh, she's really good at sports? I don't know. <laughs> That's actually a valid response. Very calculated. But no, the answer is because she broke her record. Oh, I like it. I like it, TJ. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Anyway, we're not here for that. Oh. Huyang, who you got for us today? TJ, I have a few candidates in mind, and mm. um, I wanted to make sure this one is somebody I really like, and also um, I have enough trivia on this person. Okay. And I want to surprise you and everyone listening to the show, mm. and I'm fairly confident you won't get who I am going to present today. <laughs> Will not get. <laughs> awesome. Mainly because you don't pay that much attention to Mando Paul. True true yeah and also i will hold my tradition of not making it very difficult for our listeners mm, okay yeah all right but still because i come well prepared so i still don't think you guys will easily get who my guy is <laughs> nice that's the perfect ingredients for a good trivia on my side today i have some very special musicians that i would like to introduce and they're really really big i'm gonna have to try to keep it low-key so that people do not guess who it is, but I really think that by fact number two, most of the listeners out there are going to know who it is. He Young, on the other hand, I'm not sure, but I'm going to try to make it as easy on her as I possibly can. You never do that. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to try. And I somehow, I really think you know who this artist is, and it's going to be... Uh, they have a very interesting background. Let's just put it that way. All so. right. And I look forward to listening to their or his songs. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah, it yeah. Out. And before we get started, guys, for our listeners out there, just a quick disclaimer. Everything we find is Internet-based. So it's a possibility that some of these quote-unquote facts or clues may be outdated, possibly erroneous. So if there is any discrepancies, please reach out to us. We would love to hear from you and hopefully update that onto a later episode so now that i've got that out of the way i'm gonna go ahead and jump right into my artist of course if you are ready let's do this all right all right so fact number one and this is according to capital extra which is a u.s hip-hop and r&b authority and wikipedia 
This is a Atlanta-based group. One of the members was from Des Moines, Iowa, and she was a hairstylist. And I see that play out in um, in their career. One of them was from Philly, mm-hmm. and the other was from Georgia, and she was a backup dancer. Oh, so, so this is a female group. Yeah. Initially, they were called Second Nature, but this group's original member and founder ended up being replaced by a newcomer. <laughs> oh. I'm not sure if I should laugh about that, but, you know, yeah, these things happen, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And this lineup remained indefinitely after her departure. Uh, this group was a collage of styles consisting of funk, R&B, and hip-hop. And the concept of the group was a Belle Biv DeVoe New Jack Swing with a feminine twist. Not expecting you to know who Belle Biv DeVoe is, but for those that do know, you know what I'm talking about. Poison. All right. Okay. <laughs> We're going to keep it moving here. One of the members got pregnant at 20 years old, but decided not to have the child due to the career pressure of being an emerging artist. Really tough call there for anyone in that situation. No judgment here. I'm sure it's a tough decision for anybody, especially in showbiz. And with these kind of news getting out, definitely not Destiny's Child. That's like (laughs) about the only female group I know which comes from the U.S., I feel. Okay, Okay. Let's, let's keep it moving. Fact number two, again, from Capital Extra and Wikipedia. The group started making demos with Jermaine Dupree. Not sure if you know who that is. Famous music producer. He was either married to Janet Jackson or was with her for quite some time. He produced music for Usher and um, yeah, Criss Cross, The Brat, a lot of people. And they ended up signing a deal with LaFace Records under L.A. Reid and Babyface. You know who Babyface I is. I love Babyface. Yeah. Their first album was a hit and I cannot really name anything off of this album because it was a big hit and it went quadruple platinum Mm. and it scored three top 10 singles and this group set the trend in this era and inspired or spawned other groups such as SWV, Destiny's Child, 702 and others. The Supreme! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they're hip-hop, right? (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's, let's keep going. (laughs) They're unique in style and fashion, and they were notable for wearing baggy attire with a hip-hop swag. And even wore, get this, they even wore contraceptive items on their clothes and body to promote safe sex. Wow. Not sure if that was related to the incident that we just spoke on earlier or not, but... Yeah, I think that that was really novel and unique because, I mean, people don't normally um, promote this type of thing. But also, I think that's a very feminist perception. Also, yeah, I think that's an interesting selling point and it gets people's attention. But also, I just think uh, being bold and carry that kind of message, I think it's, it's very cool and liberating for women and perhaps... I'm not so sure what exactly time period we're talking about here, but Mm -hmm. I think um, for women to sort of make a stance on these issues, I think that's something that it would get my attention. I'd like to know more about them. Absolutely. Well, let's keep it moving then. During their first national tour, one of the members was hospitalized for sickle cell anemia. And in case you're not sure what that is, it's a blood disorder where the red blood cells are shaped like a sickle. 
as opposed to a disc like most of us. And um, she later became a spokesperson for the Sickle Cell Disease Association of America. So this next clue is probably going to spill it for, I would say, anyone in my generation and a li- maybe a few people after my generation, definitely before. So this is a, a really, really big hint. One of the members of the group had a volatile relationship with an NFL player. And after catching him in the act of infidelity, she took some of his most valued clothing and set them on fire in his bathtub. Clapping. <laughs> I, I share that feeling. I, not, not like I've been through that, but, you know, as a woman, just thinking as a human being, you know, mm. just been in that situation or just imagining that situation. Then yeah. I totally understand why somebody would do that. Yeah. And it was a loss for him. Oh, yeah. Well, it didn't, it didn't just end there. It gets worse. The fiberglass was flammable. <laughs> and, oh, man. And the mansion went up in flames. And uh, so this artist, needless to say, got arrested for arson. Oh, no. She had five years of probation. Oh, didn't see that coming. But get this. The two reconciled <gasps> and dated on and off for seven years. Oh, no. Woman, so. leave him. <laughs> leave him. And, yeah, I, I did a little bit more digging and this artist struggled with drinking since the age of 15 so um, and there were certainly some issues there I think that this act was so popular that it inspired a scene in a very famous Hollywood film called um, Waiting to Exhale not sure if you've seen that but um, the actress uh, Angela Bassett she had a similar situation where she ended up burning her partner's home down or his clothes or something almost exactly identical to what this artist did. And I didn't know that at the time. (laughs) But yeah, Whitney Houston was in that movie too. Very famous movie back in the 1995, a year after this incident happened. So definitely (laughs) this was the inspiration. We're going to go on to fact number three and same sources, Capital Extra, Wikipedia. Their second album shattered the music scene, selling 14 million copies worldwide. And mind you, back then, this is when people still bought tapes and and CDs. I definitely had their CD and it went diamond by the RIAA and that made them the highest selling female group of their time. I remember this album, every single song, and it was just like, it was awesome. It was just amazing. I love their sound. It was really unique. One of their singles on the album was their biggest hit and the music video was a multi-million dollar project. And again, another really big clue here. It dominated MTV for months and scored the group a couple of Grammys and an MTV video of the year. And they're the first black musicians to do so. Their lead single was an anthem of socially conscious lyrics that criticized drug dealing and unsafe sex. And this was predominantly in the black community. The crack and AIDS epidemic at that time was decimating the inner cities. And so it was kind of cool that they did a song that actually addressed that because it's a lot easier to just stay within the parameters of pop culture and all of that. But as we talked about earlier, obviously the outfits that they wore and all of that. (laughs) I mean, these ladies are really conscious. Uh, Their second album, as I mentioned earlier, sold 14 million copies and it made $75 million for their record company. 
but their contract only paid each of the members about fifty thousand dollars. That which is, is so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and this is this just highlights uh, some of these contract deals that these artists get mm. in music at that time, and I mean even earlier than that, it was worse. But artists only made like fifty six cents for each album sold, and the record label a lot of times didn't cover many of the expenses that the artists have to do if they fly here or there for different you know interviews and things to promote the album the record label didn't cover it so it was coming out of their pocket and only fifty thousand dollars out of 75 million that was incredible so as a result while their album was dominating the charts they had to file for bankruptcy yeah and i i've read somewhere that this group i think they found clive davis who was running the record label at that time and i think they held him at gunpoint (laughs) trying to get royalties from him because i mean but of course we don't condone this type of activity Mm -hmm. you know on the show of course obviously yes i understand that and also but just think about that they're being exploited yeah like (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable yeah and that's why we see a lot of artists after the they become famous and they try to break away from Mm. their original or their first contract some stick around long enough yeah but uh, when they negotiate the next one you know yeah they're smarter and they're wiser a lot of times when they're they're young they're hungry they don't have a lot of money so and these record labels know that so they take advantage of these uh these stars unfortunately so yeah let's keep it rolling we're going to go to fact number four, and this is according to Refinery29, another entertainment news platform, and Wikipedia. Their next album was another chart topper and huge commercial success. So much so that, again, I still can't name the songs on this album. Uh, the album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 chart and spent five non-consecutive weeks at number one. It had two huge singles that distinctively sang about loving yourself the way that you are. Mm. And the other one, which I despised at the time when I was in high school, it was about demanding higher standards from men. And I'll go into detail about that later. And I think, again, for most people who know who I'm talking about, they know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) I feel so bad for being in the dark. (laughs) I feel I should know, but somehow I need more clues. Yeah, and an article from Refinery29 uh, wrote that when pop culture projects an image of beauty that is distinctly white, thin, and youthful, Mm. what measures will women go in order to match media's mirror? And so there's a lot of that going on, plastic surgery. At one time, liposuction was a really big thing where they suck the fat out of you and, and, you know, in a natural manner really damaging for the body uh, according to that same article in 1999 when this album was released the number of cosmetic surgery procedures jumped 66 percent from the previous year to an all-time high and it wrote that the cosmetic industry sees girls as young as eight buying makeup and doing about 56 billion in sales so it's a very lucrative industry uh, in 2002, one of the members of the group, unfortunately, was killed in a vehicular accident in the South American country of Honduras while filming a health documentary, arguably about a herbalist, Dr. Sebi. And that was a huge shakeup and shock for a lot of us in the music world because this artist was kind of stepping out of the group and doing, you know, writing music for a lot of different artists. And she was just kind of promising, like a lot of artists are that pass away before their prime. So it was a a tough time and the group kind of never really recovered after that. Yeah. 
All right, we're going to move on to my last fact here. I think this will most likely spill the beans for most of our listeners. I'm not sure about Huyang over here. She looks kind of squirrely. Yeah, still don't know yet. Okay. But you do have the help of the internet if you want to look something up online, as sometimes we give each other this help. You know, 30 seconds where you can go online and based off of what I've shared, you can look something up and see if you can find who it is. Or phone a friend. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, as I mentioned earlier, the group was never really the same after the passing of one of the group members and had several backlashes after the death of the prominent member. They vowed never to replace the singer in the group, you know, out of respect for her memory. And so far, they've made good on that promise and they remain a duo. Hmm. And um, one of the group members notably dated R&B singer Usher for a few years and appeared in two of his music videos, You Got It Bad and You Remind Me. Yeah, that just, yeah, I pretty much gave the answer to those who have seen those music videos who are fans of Usher. CeeLo Green collaborated on their most popular single, Waterfalls, with background vocals. Oh my goodness, I don't think that she knows who these guys are. I don't, I might not. Oh my. Oh man. Oh man. And this group notably sang the intro song. And this is for people that were back in my day. So um, I'm not sure if you would get this either, Young, But they notably sang the intro song to Nickelodeon's comedy sketch show, All That. And this is back in 1994. That saw the rise of comedians Keenan and Kel and Nick Cannon. So they were huge in the pop culture scene in the 90s. They inspired so many different musicians. And um, obviously they had, a, you know, one of the pioneers of the new age feminism mm. in music. And they were gorgeous, all of them. Uh, just a side note there. And just tell me who they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You get, you get 30 seconds to look up who you think this is based off of what I've shared. Oh, are you looking at my notes? You're you not- looked at my notes? <laughs> I, I have such bad eyesight. Even if you put, put them in front of me, I won't be able to see the, the words. Um, 30 seconds, Hoyam. Pull out your phone. Uh, I hate doing the scrambling. Yeah, I know. And the time starts now. 30 what do we do during the 30 seconds? 25. Oh, I count down. <laughs> 20. 15. <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah. Didn't get it. Okay. T-Day. Who are we talking about? The Sugar Babes. The <laughs> Sugar <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, Huyang, I'm happy to put you up on a group that you should definitely know and hopefully go back and check out some of their music. The group I'm referencing today is TLC. Oh! (laughs) Yep. Okay. I have definitely heard of their group name, but I do not know the three women. Oh, man. TLC is an American girl group formed in Atlanta, Georgia in 1990. The group's lineup was composed of T-Boz, Rosanda Chili Thomas, and Lisa Lefty Lopez. Having sold over 65 million records worldwide, TLC is the best-selling American girl group. 
VH1-ranked TLC as the greatest female group, placing them at number 12 on the list of 100 greatest women in music. They've also became the first R&B group in history to receive the Million certification from the RIAAJ in Japan for their album Fan Mail in 1999. And I've got uh, so many songs that I would like to share from this group, but... I'll start with the single that I first heard that put them on the scene for me, and that is Creep. And that will be followed by Unpretty. And this song is uh, really special. I think that it's something that you would appreciate, Hyung. Young. Oh, and I almost forgot. There's this one track that I have to share called No Scrubs. Oh. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But in the meantime, let's hear it.
love surely, but you don't show love. Oh yes, son, I'm talking to you. Wanna get with me? Scrubs never rising. I don't find it surprising if you don't have the G's to please me and bounce from here to the coast of overseas. So let me give you something to think about. Inundate your mind with intentions to turn you out. Can't forget to focus on the picture in front of me. Do it clear as DVD on digital TV screens. Satisfy my appetite with something spectacular. Check your vernacular and then I get back to ya. With diamond like precision, insatiable is what I envision. Can't detect acquisition from your friend's expedition. Mr. And that was No Scrubs by TLC. I have a confession to make. I hated that song when I was growing up. And the reason why is because she defined what a scrub was in the song. And I qualified for all of them. <laughs> because, I mean, I was, a, I was a teenager. I was in high school. so You I don't did... qualify age-wise. Well, <laughs> at that time, I mean, when girls are singing it in school oh. and they're pointing at you and laughing, I mean, that was, you know, it was a little bit traumatic. So I, I hated that song for a while. Of course, there was a male rendition of that song. I think it was called No Pigeons or whatever. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of beef at that time. But... Other than that, I mean, I can understand why women do need to kind of elevate their standards because you do have you do have some real scrubs out there, you know. So I think that the song spoke to that sentiment. But I was a big fan of uh, Creep back in the day. Just the melody, just the whole, I guess, their style in the music video. I mean, it, you know, it was a little scandalous, but it was still kind of cool. Yeah, scandalous. I thought it was quite tasteful compared yeah. to today's standards. Yeah, I know. Where right? have we descended these days? <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Yeah. But TJ, that was great that you introduced me to some really good songs. And Creep, the only Creep I know is from Radiohead. So now I think it's another really cool song that I would like to play. Yeah, (laughs) okay. Yeah. And also I really appreciated the female voice and Mm. power of emancipation that I can sense from their songs. And that's one thing. As a female, I don't think it rings true for males because boys, you've always listened to male artists and they speak to you naturally, which I understand. But it's only when I think female artists write their own songs, have their own voice and elevate them. Yeah. And then it really strikes with female audience because I feel them. And, Mm. And it's really beautiful that way. And I'm really glad that I got to discover so many great songs by TLC. TLC, T-Boz, Left Eye, and Chili. Those are their, you know, signature names there. And yeah, I thought Unpretty was kind of cool too. Because, I mean, I remember watching the music video and it just showed a lot of, you know, just insecurity 
you know, based off of, uh, yeah, different things. So, and isn't that still so true today? Even to this day. Yeah. Even to this day. So anyway, glad I was able to drop that on you for today. <laughs> these uh, these uh, artists, these Can't these believe. new old artists. But uh, so Ho Young, who do you have for me today? Okay, so today I have for you, funny enough, also a group. But I have one artist from this group that I like to okay see if you can get his name, and you obviously won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't count me out. I got 30 seconds on the internet, so we'll see. Okay. All right. I don't have a lot of numbers for you, by the way. So okay. it might be a little bit more difficult to look them up. Okay. <laughs> well, let, let's start this off. All right. So he is a singer, songwriter, producer, actor, director, and fashion designer. If okay. you know me in person... The then... fashion is kind of important. <laughs> Very important. (laughs) Yes. I think fashion speaks of your state of mind, Mm. your personality, what you stand for Mm. in a lot of ways. And my guy is super stylish. Okay. And uh, he's now got his own footwear brand. Nice. Yeah, he's very creative. Also... If he wasn't Chinese, I'd be thinking Kanye West, but I've already covered him already. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's got his own foot, you know, his own shoe brand too. Yeah. Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I think that's changed. I think that they've offered him another deal. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of... That was a good one, though. (laughs) Good luck, Kanye. (laughs) But my guy... So he's also very international. In him, you see almost a culmination of the East and West. Cool. He's Chinese-American. And also this is reflected in his fashion, style, uh, Mm. of his music, as well as the way he dresses. And uh, he's the only man who could own the mullet the, the mullet uh, yeah that's really that's the hairstyle he has um, he has all these crazy hairstyles but not many people can pull him off he can even make a mullet cool uh, I don't know about that I can show you pictures yeah yeah but you know I've said that he he's done so much but I would still argue that he's less of a singer more of an entertainer or artist okay all together I guess that qualifies I mean we do have a lot of musicians who are musicians by name but they have other talents that supersede their singing right well that's a nice way to put it (laughs) but but also maybe this person he's just good at a a whole bunch of things but maybe Mm -hmm. he's not like supremely good at one particular thing but if you can which is music or what He's also a good dancer. He can sing, but he, but also like he's had a career of more than twenty years now, mm-hmm. and I've seen him. He's been fooling people for twenty years. What? <laughs> Originally, he was okay at singing. Didn't stand out big time. And, and I have to admit that I haven't been following his career for like twenty years. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but recently, when I heard him sing again, I was astounded by how much improvement he's made. And Oh, wow. Yeah. That makes me feel like some of his old stuff we may need to share on the show. (laughs) But a lot of people like his old stuff, and that's what made him famous originally. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next clue I have for you is, well, think about this. How we D in Backstreet Boys. (laughs) Anybody but Justin Timberlake in NSYNC. (laughs) 
and my guy. I didn't even know the first guy. Howie what? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Poor guy. So my guy has one thing he shares with those few obscure figures. Well, I just despise boy bands. I never really liked their music. I mean, with the exception of... I'm not sure if I could consider boys to men a boy band. I think it just changed. You know, I don't know. I mean, at one time you had singing troops, acapella groups, and then there was the boy band where they were mainly heralded for the way that they looked mm-hmm. and how sweet they looked and how cute they were as opposed to singing ability. And I think that's where they became boy bands. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I-, I know what you mean. Yeah. But also, you know, when you're a teenage girl, I'm not looking for that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Yeah. So, my guy, <laughs> he, one thing he shared with those obscure figures that TJ don't recognize is that he was the least popular member in oh. the most popular boy band in Asia at the turn of the century. Mm. So, so he's I, the hardest working, probably, of them all. Had to be. Uh, because I mean, yeah, yeah. if he didn't, have, if he didn't, he wasn't that visible. He He's probably very hardworking for sure. I he think. probably didn't have the charm and the look that the frontmen had. Okay, the four of them <laughs> in this boy band—they're all good-looking, mm-hmm. and um, and the two really popular guys—they're still popular today. Mm. And my guy, he kind of reminds me of the story a hare and the tortoise but uh. he's a very good looking tortoise how about that <laughs> it was just the other guys they were just too popular maybe anyway okay i'm sorry I'm, you just compared him to a turtle and then that, that's that was, my visual guys i know i know <laughs> a very handsome tortoise does that help him at all not at all <laughs> just made it worse oh, okay not my intention <laughs> And the next clue is that, okay, he was a former fat kid. (laughs) No, this is just getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what about this? You know, we'll just go to the extreme rock bottom and then bounce back from that. (laughs) (laughs) So my guy, he got sent to fat camp by mom fat camp oh wow i mean is it titled like fat camp or does it have another special name i don't know that much about it (laughs) (laughs) but you know the idea so sure sure and guys just a note here we're not discriminating against anybody our sense of humor is just around the, the boy bands i mean when you are one of these individuals who are in the limelight they tend to have a certain look and when you fall outside of that it's uh, it's unusual. This is unusual because this was when he was 13. Okay. Yeah, so his mom told him, you know, you're you're going to grow into a big boy now. <laughs> 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 no pun intended, actually. But anyway, so mom was like, you're a little overweight, and I'm just going to send you to this place summertime, and um, and they'll help you with a lot of exercise or whatnot. And then my guy found the love for MJ's music mm. at that weight loss boot camp. <laughs> Okay. And also found the love for dancing. And, of course, anybody who's seen Moonwalk would yeah, love it. Of and, course. And he attempted to do it himself. And then that's what got him off the couch mm. and start exercising and being physically active. Yeah. And if you look at my guy now, or even 20 years ago when he first became famous, mm-hmm. 
Okay, this is what I'm quoting from his international fan club comments. And this is one of the comments that got a lot of likes. Okay. This person isn't conventionally beautiful at first glance, mm-hmm. but heck why does he have so much sex appeal? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting that, you know, 20 years ago when he first became famous, because he has these eyes with the single eye crease. Single edge eyes. Yes. And that's like... (laughs) Didn't know what that was until I came to... To Asia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and the popular male celebrities, they all have the big eyes with the double eye crease. And because apparently that makes your eyes look bigger and uh, more attractive or Mm, whatever it is mm. but my guy doesn't have that and back in the day it wasn't in Mm. but now people are digging that and it's like yeah (laughs) like he looks really good and also it's not just about the face you know once after a certain age we all get the face we deserve and (laughs) the face we deserve yeah so love it and, and and also what i really like okay next clue uh, after all these years, I think he's become very candid and chill. Because, you know, in showbiz, everybody's subconsciously or consciously comparing and who's more popular, earning more money, status, sure. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, net worth and all this nonsense. All that stuff, yeah. But now he's reached a point, because he's been through the lows as well. And now I think he's, you can tell, like, he's so focused on his craft and driven to perfection when he He's doing his thing. But otherwise, you know, in life, he's very chill and he's confident about everything. So and that's how you become chill, maybe. Because you don't feel like you have to scramble and always prove yourself. Yeah, he's probably already proved himself on a lot of different realms. So he doesn't need to do that. You know, he's content at where he is and you're focused. And I think if you have one success, you use that success in a lot of different areas. And like you said, he's multi-talented. So I think he's got that confidence from that. Yes. And I have another clue for you. Okay. And this is their group. Okay. <laughs> the boy band, right? Yes. All right. And um, they all appeared in this wildly successful idol drama mm-hmm. in the year 2001. I'll not say the name of the drama because everybody will know. Okay. And the drama series turned all the leads into stars virtually overnight. So it was really? instant success. And he arrived in Taiwan when he was 18, I think, with just 1200 US dollars in his pocket. And mm. that quickly went away. And he <laughs> went sofa surfing from one... Couch surfing! Yes. Oh, wow. One, one, one family to another, um, but luckily it was maybe within a year or so Mm -hmm. and then this show came out and then his career really took off and and my last clue for you is Mm -hmm. about his acting career okay so he became famous in that idol drama series with the other members of the boy band in 2001 yeah yes and um and it was only because of the popularity of that show did their manager decide that okay you guys can form a boy band and Mm. sell records and the records sold like hotcakes nice yeah hopefully they had a better deal than uh, TLC that's hard to tell apparently (laughs) for their first contract which started from 2001 and ended 
did in 2007, it was another low point for the man. Oh. Well, actually, then I have another clue I can give you. Then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So in the year 2007, after his contract went up, mm. and he arrived at this low point in life because he's enjoyed all this success and he said that it's so funny when you don't have money going to a club you have to pay for it yeah. but once you're popular you're well known and you have money you don't need to pay for anything yeah they just let you in because yeah. you're like an allure you you draw people to the club yeah and free drinks and everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is ironic right yeah so he enjoyed the success for many years and it was chaotic and um, he kind of just lost himself in the fame and everything but till the end of his contract and he was looking for some meaning in life and didn't know where to go from there mm. and that's when he found faith and he also committed to celibacy okay yeah and, wow. and he decided just to clean up his act and really try to figure out who he is and what he wants to do in life and where to go from there. Because at that point, he realized that all that fame and success actually could just disappear in a poof. Mm. And who are you, you know, with, with so many layers of glamour when inside you're like, I'm still that old broken me, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty extreme. Must have been too much overindulgence there to go that path. But I guess whatever it takes to find yourself. Okay, so you mentioned, I'm just trying to put this in something that I can use to, you know, guess who <laughs> this guy is. Okay. Yeah. I, I know that this person was part of a group and he was the least popular in the group and he broke away kind of needed to find himself again and was reborn and then he got back into the scene doing different things mm -hmm. yeah yes anything notable yeah that this person has accomplished or sang about or did that might help me here the last clue for you, Tony. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Yeah. In the year 2009, mm. he starred in this TV drama series called Autumn's Concertal or Next Stop Happiness. Next Stop Happiness, okay. Mm hmm. And it is still one of the highest rated idol drama coming from Taiwan till today. Okay. And he played the romantic male lead, and still till today, people love that role. And it was really interesting. He said in interviews that he stepped into the role, not taking it seriously at all. Sure. Because remember that period I just mentioned? And then he was still kind of like, I'm just going to earn a quick buck <laughs> on this, and I am going to use that money to produce my next solo album. Okay. And and I'm just going to make that. Mm -hmm. and, and he got a rebirth there as well, huh? He did. And that was the show that made him into an actor. And you can tell from the popularity of the show that, you know, it worked. Mm. And so when you look at the career trajectory of this man, it's ups and downs, highs and lows, and also 
becoming better.、Mm. It's strange. It almost offers you a sense of comfort because you almost feel like, well, maybe sticking around and working hard all these years, as long as you stick it through,、mm -hmm. maybe one day the stage is yours. Because、yeah. he disappeared for some time during the two decades,、sure. but he's now back and better. And that is perseverance and、yeah. persistence, and that's really noble, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's nice to see progress, especially in these people that we look up to. Because a lot of times they let us down sometimes, but then it's nice when they get back up and they make us proud, right? All right,、uh, you got anything else for me? I think that's all. Well, I don't really have much to go on.、Um, all right, I'm gonna pull out my、um, <laughs> your phone <internet> . here. <laughs> all right, so I got. Let's see, thirty seconds. I think I'm gonna need you to give me a countdown. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-nine, twenty-eight. <laughs>、mm -hmm. Ooh, some names have come up, <laughs> but it's not one, of course.、Uh, okay, well.、Hmm. So, do you know who he is? I definitely do not know who he is, but some names did come up in my search. And I'm gonna have to guess. It's a one in four chance of getting it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned that this person was the lead role in that TV series. In that TV series, and I'm gonna go with. Is it Song Qian? No. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> oh no. I got Song Qian, Song Wei Long, Wang Yao Qing, and Yu Shuxin. No, none of them. No. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I guess I got the wrong one. Next stop, happiness. Okay, go ahead and drop it on me. Who is it? So he is Vanessa Wu Jianhao, and he's one fourth of ultra popular boy band F4. Still holds a very special spot in the hearts of so many women. I would think some guys maybe <laughs> of the millennial generation in China and in Asia in general. This boy band was the first to have seven consecutive concerts. In Japan, who are you know foreign artists, so、mm. they're very popular all over the place. Okay, F4, huh? Can't say I've heard of them. And you got some tracks you want to share from F4 or this individual? I would. What say is his name? Vanessa. <laughs> If he had a female twin, her name would be Vanessa. His name is Vanessa. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I do have some songs that I want to share by this man. I picked out two. One is my favorite, called "Summertime Love."、Mm. It's a really chill, beautiful song. Okay. And the other song is called "Chill" from his latest album, "Take a Ride."、Mm. Cool. Well, I could definitely use some feel-good music, and I think our listeners out there would too. But before we hear those tracks, He Young, I want to thank you again for joining me on the show. Love it. Love our engagement. Love our talks as usual. And for those of you listening to the show, be sure to join us for another unpredictable episode of Pop Muse. I'm TJ Reed. I'm He Young, and thank you so much for having me. Of course. Take it easy, folks. We will see you next time. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saturday vibing, ayy. 
Hitting lanes like GTA, summertime vibing, ayy. Sipping on, sipping on life today. Summertime vibing, we riding, we climbing, type it to LA. Summertime loving, tripping on, tripping on that cliche. If you want it, I got it, you baby. Feet when you're feeling cold, uh, leaving worries till like yesterday. I lean back, 
Leave it where it lay, live it, live it day by day. Some be good, some be chill when we just. Guess I'm trying to say, y'all just need to chill.